the Iron Athletics Podcast, Episode 3, Season 2. John Stanko being joined by his friendly crew, Garrett Murray and Jack Clark. Guys, how you doing? Great. How are you? Doing good. Ready for Round 3 here. Ready for Round 3. Getting a, little bit, getting a little bit back to normal. We got some sports coming on in the real world. Baseball starting up this week. I know we're all excited about that. Uh, but also a lot of news uh, around the MAC and around Iona. Uh, the biggest news that came out earlier this past week was that the Metro Atlantic uh, Athletic Conference Council presidents has voted to cancel non-conference competition for volleyball and soccer for the fall 2020 season. Uh, obviously, guys, this is kind of just made the effort of making sure that our student athletes and that every campus is as safe as possible uh, for when we can finally get back to playing sports again. Yeah, obviously it's unfortunate news for fans and alumni who want to see um, those seasons progress as they normally would. But like you said, and it's in the best interest of student athletes and staff and everyone else around the college that they need to make sure that they create a safe environment so that we can have some semblance of a season this year. Yeah, it's the right thing to do. Um, just got to keep our student athletes safe and Hopefully, we can get the conference games in. The MAC also announced there will be no summer access for basketball student athletes. Basketball activities will commence with a full student body returns to campus. So, for Iona, that's earlier than most, with it being that first, second week of August. Uh, August 7th, I believe the students start moving in. August 10th is when things start getting going. So, that's when basketball activities can resume on campus in New Rochelle. Other news, uh, academics-wise this week, Iona track and field, again, just shying in every way possible, getting academic honors from the USTF, CCCA. I want to ask you guys, do you guys know what that stands for? No. United States Track and Field Cross-Country Coaches Association. There we go, Mark. There we go. Yeah, the above programs are earned team accolades with our women's track and field program having the top team GPA in the nation, 3.87. That includes male and female. The massive shout out to them. The men's program with the way they do the GPA at a 3.68. We had a bunch of student athletes earn uh, individual accolades, which they can get by being part of the nat- being nationally ranked in certain events. Obviously, it was only during the indoor track and field season. Uh, but we had Joshua D'Souza, Edward Goddard, Jack Hopkins, Jack O'Leary, and Egwe Mornente just adding another thing to her trophy case, which is now two rooms full and expanding more. Does she have enough room yeah. over there? Like, is she going to run out of room soon? I think she ran out of room already. Like, there's, she already ran out of room. It's crazy. Like, so we, there was a summer project that we started doing. It was months ago now, last summer, and it was calculating the trophies that every sport has, like just whether it be for like like conference championships, national championships, whatever, and trying to count the amount of awards that track and field and cross country have won is impossible. You run out of fingers and toes, buddy. You run out of fingers and toes, and if you go down the whole coach's hallway, no coach, you you need every single one of them. And the craziest thing is like, I think, Jack, I think you did this with you. We, we went into the, the, their offices, and there were just awards unopened because they had forgot, like, 2017, like, All-American honors were just hanging around on a desk unopened and still with bubble wrap on them. It's just normal it's, in that stuff. It's like you said with Egley's trophy case needing two rooms. Like, they actually have two offices for the coaches, 
and the awards are just lit. I mean, littered throughout both offices. They don't have space. They wouldn't be able to fit everything in one office. No. And if you go into their offices, their walls are just covered from literally the bottom to top in, in plaques of just cross country championships, all Americans, whatever. Definition of pure dominance. Can you, you can imagine how intimidating that is for like somebody to walk in just seeing all the awards around them just nonstop and then just stuff piled up on the desk of just accolades. That's a recruits heaven. That's true. Uh, also, literally announced as we started the taping of this podcast, the MAC announced the academic honor roll in which Iona has 229 student athletes honored. Um, to be eligible for the MAC Academic Honor Roll, student athletes must hold a cumulative GPA of 3.2 or higher on a 4.0 scale. Uh, and this was now freshmen could be included on this because they've completed a full academic year. So Iona College student athletes, 229 of them honored on the MAC Academic Honor Roll. So shout out to those student athletes. Shout out to the student athletes and our academic staff getting them there. Yes, absolutely. And also, I mean, obviously with the circumstances this year, Remarkable that so many people could still achieve the good grades. I also want to say, with the track and field kids getting the their honors, how do they possibly have time to study when they're running like hour, two hour training sessions every day too, and just and then they then they do the ice pass and they do the stretching, then they do the abs, and then they still have time to study all that. It's crazy to me. No sleep, man. No sleep. Running on fumes. Former student athlete Garrett Murray. Oh, I wouldn't know about the studying. Come on. <laughs> I, was gonna, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Moving on to the social media campaigns. The MAC continuing their 40-year anniversary team. They announced baseball and softball this week. We'll start with baseball. Five student-athletes picked. Uh, Sam Taliasano, Jeff Spilsbury, Neil Murphy, Matt Giuliano, and Mariano Rivera. The five student-athletes picked for the MAC 40th anniversary baseball team. A lot, a lot of good names there. Um, I think we had a, a lot of names to pick from. We could have went in a lot of directions. But I think all these five show true definition of what an Iona baseball player is. Yeah, I think the, the crazy thing is that, that Jeff Spilsbury, two-time MAC Player of the Year when he was playing divisions, he was a South Division Player of the Year. It led to a stretch where the Iona won it. 91, 92, 93, and 94, and 95. Five straight years they had the MAC Player of the Year. Neil Murphy, also another one of those winners, and Matt Giuliano, another one of those winners as well. Uh, so, I mean, when you got Players of the Year, you go for five straight years, you got to honor those student athletes. Um, also, huge shout out, I mean, Mariano Rivera is the highest draft pick uh, for Iona College since Dennis Leonard was drafted by the Royals in the second round. Mariano Rivera was the fourth round draft pick. Leonard was not able to be on this list because he was before the Mac, but still fantastic achievement for Mariano Rivera. And then also Talia Sano was just sprinkled all over the record books in ways I didn't know until we were talking over with our boss, Brian Beyer, and he's like, no, he has to be on there. Like, he's everywhere. And we were absolutely – he was absolutely right. So fair point to him because he was absolutely right. And then we go to the softball. Uh, this is your area, Jack. You, you've got these five. You got Maureen Shea, Allison Higgs, Sarah Jackson, Eileen McCann, and Kristen Turner. Yeah, a lot, a lot of championships and individual accolades on that list there. I personally, personally had the experience of getting to watch Kristen Turner play. She was the one of the five that I got to see play. I know you got to see uh, 
some more of them. And, and I know that you have your stories of interviewing them, some of those players during the, those uh, successful years that they had. A lot of players part of that three-peat. Um, so just, again, like baseball, a, a really good list and a good representation of the success that the softball program's had for so many years. Yeah, I think like we mentioned, this this program sneaky has a ton of championships. And Garrett, you went to school, uh, probably crossed paths with a couple of these girls before. And yeah. I mean, the most recent one, Kristen Turner, who I think we all know on both on the first level and her playing, she just mashed in every single way, shape, and form. Just hit dingers all around the park. I've seen Bomb. her hit the second further softball ever. Second. Where where was that? How did how did you see that? What do you mean, how did I see that? I went to the game. I'm just – I listen, it could have been in a practice. You could have been checking out a practice. I don't know. No, no. It was at um, Iona. It was a home game. And she put it in the left center gap, and that thing was mushed. And also, it's fair to say that Iona actually has a larger field than yeah. in terms of the outfield. And still, she's Iona's all-time program leader in hits, home runs, RBIs, doubles, slugging percentage, just absolutely mashed. Um, I mean, Maureen Shea and Allison Higgs kind of, they laid the groundwork for the three-peat uh, that Sarah Jackson and Eileen McCann were a part of. Sarah Jackson, you could argue, is the greatest pitcher in MAC history with the way she dominated, not only for Iona, but also in, like, conference championships. She was just an absolute monster on the rubber. With two no-hitters in a perfect game in one season? Damn. Yeah, casual. Pretty impressive. Just I, I actually, I think I got to step foot in the box with her once. Uh-oh. Um, it did not go well at all. Humbling <laughs> um, experience. It, it was terrible. Awful. Horrendous. Uh, I think I tried to lay down a bunt, and I oh. found tipped a bunt. Um, and that was the only contact I got. Come on. You got to swing for the fence. Bro. <laughs> I got it. No, I – the reason I laid down a bunt is because I was very good at bunting back when I played baseball. It was like what I would go in the game for off the bench to lay down a sacrifice bunt. But I thought it was a skill I had, and it did not, did not, did not do anything at all. We know you get it down and let your legs do the rest of the work. Well, this you, was could probably, you could probably leg out a double from a bunt. Tanko was like the guy from bench warmers. I tipped it. I tipped it. Yeah. <laughs> This was back when I was a – that would be stank the tank. I was slow and, and skinny chubby. This is back when I had no <laughs> – whatsoever. So you I, definitely should have just smoked for the fences like Garrett said. Yeah, I, I just didn't do that. Uh, I will say, just on a personal note, I played softball last week and I hit a home run on a ground ball to second base. And that was great. I got a double and then they overthrew second – I got a double because it went through the hole. Oh, literally, come on. Yeah, but I, I, I was a double because it went through the hole in between first and second, and then they overthrew second, and then I scored. Because they never overthrew. Stopped never stopped running. I literally never stopped running. You're not that little chubby boy anymore. I'm not. I'm no longer Stank the Tank in, in the physical shape, no. But that's enough personal Jonathan Stanko. <laughs> if Sarah Jackson is listening, I'd like to challenge her on behalf of Garrett. If she ever makes a return to campus, I'd love to see Uh-oh. Garrett step into the box. It's so hard to beat Aspect Softball. It's so hard. Meter Sanko could catch. One of us could umpire. Turn it into a little event. He's willing to give up a home run. I'm in for it. Bring it on, Sarah Jackson. Bring it on. We'd have to see who would have a better strike three call of the two of us. 
when when yeah, she we might figure it out yeah, because Wait, yeah, whoa, whoa. That would freaking out. Jack, for a no, no faith. Listening, been very dramatic on Zoom. Been very no good. faith in Iona Baseball's all-time bullpen catcher. No faith. It's true. It's true. And listen, we're going to get to the baseball all-decade team, and we'd be lying if Garrett Murray didn't get some votes. Oh, honorable mention. Honorable mention. So let, let's go to the Iona 2010's all-decade team. Let's start with women's basketball. Jack, you were tallying these votes, the five names that came out. Uh, again, these are student athletes paid for the 10 seasons of the 2010s, finishing with the 1920 season. We got Christina Ford, Susie Fergosi, D'Amica Martinez, Joy Adams, and Marina Lizarazu. Yeah, well, obviously, we'll start with Joy, who was the uh, top vote getter. Obviously, just one of, you can argue, and that she's the program's greatest player of all time. I mean, she helped bring that team or that program the first championship in the history she has her name sprinkled throughout Iona's record books the conference's record books and even the NCAA record books I mean she was just incredible on the court and off the court as a person and just talking about record books there you look at D'Amica the max all-time leading scorer and programs leading scorer obviously uh, just all the names Again, like we talked about with softball, paving the way for success, Christina Ford and Susie Fergosi starting that tradition or continuing that tradition and allowing it to uh, continue and eventually Joy Adams and Marina Lizarazu being a part of that first MAC championship. You know, all five players well-deserving of a spot on the all-decade team. Yeah, I mean, I think Susie Fergosi, like, she kind of paved the way a little bit for Lizarazu. She was kind of more of a – she definitely passed the ball among Iona's record book in terms of assists, but she also had that scoring mentality when she needed to, and that was Lizarazu, too, uh, when she was with the team. She had the ability to get the big bucket when she needed. And just watching D'Amico Martinez um, coming around a screen on the wing to shoot a three, it was almost automatic. Like, it was scary how automatic it was when that happened. Because teams would literally triple team her and try and get her, and she'd still get shots off. Like we said when we talked about the 40, 40th anniversary of the women's team, Demetra Martinez was a walking bucket. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love – I mean, personally, Joy Adams is my favorite player to watch ever on Iona because she did abs- a little bit of everything. She was incredible. And there was one time – it was after she graduated. We were playing staff hoops, and she hopped into a staff hoops game. This is Joy Adams, arguably the greatest women's basketball player of all time, playing staff hoops. Sarah Jackson all over again, but on the basketball court. It was – to say there was a one time she emphatically stuffed me on a fast break, that does not do it justice, Where how far this ball went off the wall of Mulcahy Gymnasium. And it was – it was – I mean, I just – I bowed my head through it, and I was like, respect. I was just – there was nothing I could do. She just came from out of nowhere. LeBron James blocked me from behind, and the ball went slamming off the back wall of Mulcahy. Being part of the women's basketball practice squad as a student, I had the same experience with uh, Demika Martinez. Very humbling, you know that uh, it happens. It happens to the best of us. He's kind of pick up, pick up, and no, she swatted me. <laughs> I believe. I think it was in a practice. Demika, did you have to guard Demika in these practice squads? Uh, sometimes we just did it based off of um, you know coaches would have the scout defenses and show us that and kind of assign us based off of who we were 
playing as, you know, for the upcoming, as the upcoming opponent. Uh, I personally didn't. My friend Mike used to have to get the honor of guarding Zemeka and running through those double off-ball screens and then another screen right at the top, like you said, coming yeah. off and trying to defend that. Yeah, he struggles sometimes, you know. It's not easy. Not easy. All right, well, speaking of basketball, the next sport we're going to go to with the all-decade team, this sport probably plays the most pickup basketball of any other sport in, in the Heinz Center compared, compared to the actual basketball teams, and that's the baseball program. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Garrett, we'll get your thoughts on the baseball. Or you, you know what? After we talk about the baseball aspect of this, the more interesting conversation is going to be picking your all-time top five pickup basketball players from the baseball team that you Ooh, know of. That's tough. So you can think about that while we, while we list off these names now. All right. There are there 10 people selected because the, the vote tallying for catcher position uh, between James Beck and Carmine uh, Columno was so close that we just had to include both. For margin of error's sake, it was literally two votes separating the two, and both rightfully deserve it. So we got James Beck and Carmine Palomo, uh, representing catcher. Infield, we got Chris Burke, Vinny DiMaria, Matt Byrne, who was the top vote-getter, and Sean Breen. Outfield, we got Joe Torres, Travis Mastretta, Fran Kinsey, and then the pitchers, Mariano Rivera and Jarrett Finkel. Garrett, you being a member of this program, you knowing a lot of these players, both from playing with them and from before your time getting to them as alumni, what was your reaction to, to this all-decade squad? Um, I think it panned out to be exactly what I expected it to be. Um, you look at the pitchers, Mariano Rivera and Jared Finkel, those were, I think, obvious choices of this past decade with Rivera being the fourth-round draft pick, Finkel winning the relief for – relief pitcher of the year and being a draft pick. And then you look at Frank Kinsey, who's in the record book for games, hits. Um, Torres is in the record book. I think every single one of them is well-deserving of this. And being a part of these guys, being a family, is, they're just great guys and deserve it. Yeah, another draft pick amongst this bunch is Chris Burke, arguably the greatest slugger uh, in terms of just pure power in Iona baseball history. Um, I've had the pleasure of playing some slow-pitch softball with a couple of these guys. Fran Kinsey and I patrol the outfield uh, in Rye, and I played with Vinny, too, and they're both incredibly funny guys. Um, so, I mean, I, I agree with you. This kind of panned out the way, the way I thought it would. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Matt Byrne, let me just say that people came out to vote for Matt Byrne. He, he's got a fan base. Let me tell you, he was also at Iona. He was at Iona for for a long time, and he's got some fans because he was absolutely. Yeah, like he was there for like eight years. I think he was there for he was there for at least five, possibly six. But yeah, he's he's got some fans for sure. Uh, all right, so now, all right, Garrett, let's get this. This is more. This is more important conversation. The top five pickup basketball players from the from right. the most squad. So, my point guard would be Frank Kinsey. Okay, the guy can pass. The guy can pass. Um, I would have to go with Kyle Ackley. He was one I'd for sure need to include on mine because I played with him. He's he's good. Guy lights out from three. Um, down low, I'd probably go with Pat Ryan. Okay. Pat Ryan's got some nice moves down there. Um, another one who was good in high school. He's a good shooter for a big guy. Is Jason Analek, but man. He's a little lazy. Okay, you gotta get up and down that court, buddy. Um, and then I'd probably go with Nico Sotala too. 
He's actually Nico. He's actually very good. Nico's very good. And you're first off the bench as the grinder and the energy guy. Oh, you need a corner three, I'm your guy. This is very true. I still remember the time we played. The time we played and you shot a three so fluid in motion. It was like Ray Allen from the corner. Oh. We all literally stopped. It was basically I hit that shot against the Spurs. Yeah. To win the game. And be, I mean, literally, we were all playing. We all had to stop because we are going, how did – that was too smooth. What I almost walked out of the gym after that shot. <laughs> I would have if I were you. Yeah, so, I mean, and listen, if you're, if you're going to see a sport pit playing pickup basketball in the high center, it's probably baseball. Baseball is definitely number one. Or golf, right? Golf's done it before. I've seen golf. Um, Some of the cross-country and track guys get down there, too. Yeah, yeah. all they do is run, man. Yeah, all I don't play with them. They, I don't know if I got to play with you, Sanko. You got to play half court with those guys. But they're, they're a different breed. They're, they're a different breed. Um, yeah, so there we go. That's, that's a nice sidetrack there. But that's the baseball decade squad, the women's basketball decade squad. Again, a reminder for these social media campaigns, they are all voted by you, the fans. So please get out and vote because if you don't like a name on the list, it's just because the fans voted for him. That's just the way it is. So, uh, again, all fans voted. So be sure to get out there and vote. Uh, this week, what do we got, guys, for, for the all decades? I think we got women's water polo, Garrett, and then we got softball, Jack. Yep. They went live about an hour ago, so go vote. Like you said, go out and vote. I, I don't know if you guys can hear the motocross that's happening outside my apartment right now, but that was not enjoyable. Just whatever yeah. just went on my street. Uh, yeah, but I think with the water polo and the softball, um, two very active alumni bases, too. Uh, yep. We saw women's water polo and water polo in general rally around BK to win the moment of the year tournament that we had and now we got two of the bigger alumni bases as well voting for this all decade so very excited to see how this uh how this tallies out the mac 40-year celebration will be continuing this week as well uh we're announcing swimming and diving both men's and women's uh tuesday uh and indoor track and field coming later in the week again both men's and women's and i think jack you worked with the swimming and diving i think all you had to do was call coach cavatero and be like all right coach who belongs on this list let me know who you think you've been here the whole time that was literally it. Just tell me, Nick. Help me out. Listen, and he'll he'll call you at seven a.m. to to talk about it because he's so enthusiastic about it. Yeah, he's got a, a full schedule. His swimming never stops. He's just <laughs> going. He's uh, even when he's not even when it's not happening at Iona, he's doing it off campus. You know, he's he's a busy man. I always make sure when he calls, I pick up and I listen. <laughs> I don't speak. Uh, I just listen. <laughs> so again uh yeah so stay tuned for those mac 40 year celebration teams announced this week and go vote for the all decade teams happening on across all i own social media platforms swimming and dive uh sorry women's water polo and softball uh we're gonna give a quick gale spotlight guys uh to three people we know who work really hard on the academic side for own athletics and because of the mac academic honor roll just announced the ustf ccca academic honors that were just announced for track and field and the recent CSCAA honors for swimming and diving. We're giving special shout outs to Roy Redmond, Sarah Pierce, and Sarah Pierce, excuse me, and Jamie Fogarty, the three, the three-legged tripod of the Iona Athletics Academics Force. Uh, really just putting our student athletes in the bright spot. I know we just record audio, but if they had the video, 
going full circle round of applause mm-hmm. for the three of them obviously like like we touched on before you know this was a much different environment for students and i'm sure it was difficult for a lot of them but obviously we've seen and highlighted the successes that they've had inside the classroom so like you said huge shout out to rory sarah and jamie for all their hard work and the student athletes too we wouldn't be here without them so thank you yeah Students first athletes after they felt me yeah garrett you said you didn't worry about the study personally but nope that's it. They wouldn't like. They wouldn't like to hear that. That's a, another conversation for another day. Well, we'll leave that another day for another time. For John Pistanko, Garrett Murray, Jack Clark, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, again, stay tuned to the Iron College Athletics podcast, released every week. We are having additional bonus episodes coming up as well with interviews uh, from student athletes from various teams. Uh, Jack, Garrett, thanks for joining us. Uh, any final words? Go vote. Exactly. All decade, go vote. That's right. And stay safe, Gale Nation. I'm back.